to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. Thank you! Thank you! <laughs> to learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. TickSuck.org. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars, because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Live from the Hoopy Insurance Services Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse. Now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at hoopyfieldhouse.com. Now here's your host, Justin Kenny. Happy Thursday evening, everybody. Welcome into the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Sectional semifinals coming up this weekend. And really... Outside of the opening weekend of the season, my favorite week of the year for high school football. All six classes in action in semi sectional semifinals. 5A and 6A get started this week, of course, after the bye last week. You have all six classes and you have area teams in all six classes looking to advance to the sectional final. And then, of course, this being the last week before the sectional championship. And thus, starting next Friday, we will give out hardware each of the next Friday, each of the 
Friday nights. I cannot talk tonight, guys. Each of every Friday night up through Thanksgiving. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. Plenty to get to tonight's show. About 6.15, we'll be joined by Coach Michael Mosier, head coach of the Adams Central Flying Jets. I was joking before the show started with the guys from the Sports Rush about I've been kind of waiting to have Michael Mosier on until Adams Central faced a foe that I thought was a big challenge to them. Well, it hasn't happened all year. And I said, well, I guess I can't wait till Thanksgiving to have Coach Mosier on. So we'll have Coach Michael Mosier on here in a little bit, about 10 minutes or so. We'll talk about his team, 10-0, and 0, entering the sectional semifinals tomorrow night. They'll go to Southwood to take on the Knights. Southwood 5-5 five and five after a 38-14 win over Fremont last week. The start sectional plays. We'll talk to Coach Michael Mosier about his team and the Flying Jets since the bottom of the hour. The big one coming up tomorrow night, or at least one of the big ones in the area, 4A showdown between the East Noble Knights and Leo Lyons. We'll talk to Luke Amstutz, head coach of the East Noble Knights, about 6.30 or a little after. Man, we'll ask him about last week. And if you, it, we sat here last week at this time and talked up that New Haven East Noble game and how it was going to be tremendous. And the first time around a couple weeks ago, East Noble got the better of him. But man, New Haven now at home, they were really going to be able to make a game. It was 43 to nothing, East Noble over New Haven. Now, halftime, it was 14 0. At the end of the first quarter, it was 7 0. It was still close after the break. But East Noble put up a touchdown immediately to start the second half. And that really opened up the floodgates. So we'll talk to Coach Luke Amstutz about that game last week on the road and then how he's prepping for the rematch against Leo coming up tomorrow night at Leo. These teams met in week five of the high school football season, a 14-7 win for the Lions in Kendallville that time around. So we'll talk to Coach Amstutz about a myriad of things about 6.30, 6.35 or so. Usually we kick it off with Dan Vance from outside huddle.net. He's not available tonight, so powering through here on a Thursday night, sectional semifinal night, uh, preparation night, and wanted to look at some of the area sectionals in 5A and 6A because they didn't get the attention last week, obviously, because they were on by. But you look at the matchups, particularly Class 6A sectional 2. Let's talk about Carroll, shall we? You have the Chargers going to Warsaw tomorrow night. And this is a rematch of what was the sectional championship game last year for Carroll and Warsaw at Carroll. This game will be up in Warsaw. It's not easy to figure out what Warsaw wants to do. They want to run Reed Zollinger and run him and run him and run him. And if they're able to establish that run, then Warsaw has a chance to win this game. If they don't, they don't have much of a chance at all. If you look at Carroll, and they've been able to, to, uh, to win four straight games since that loss to Snyder. And it really started hitting their stride. Have won seven of the last eight, four straight entering this game. But you look at Warsaw and just how good it has been. Co-champs in the Northern Lakes. It uh, tied with Mishawaka, and you just feel like the way that team played last week against Northridge and made a really good team look pedestrian. You're wondering if that defensive Warsaw can step up because you look at Carroll's offensive attack, and we all know how good Jimmy Sullivan is. But you look elsewhere, Nate Starks has been out with injury, so you've had to adjust in the, in the offensive backfield. You have Hanson Hafner as the wide receiver, of record to kind of a slot guy that can take the top off a of defense, but a lot of young dudes 
otherwise have stepped up at times. Mason Bauman, Jaden Van Pelt, predominantly. Brady Road has had a couple of big games. But is it me or or, or does Carroll just really lack the proven firepower offensively that they had a year ago? And maybe that doesn't bite them tomorrow night at Warsaw. But I look at a potential matchup with Penn in the sectional final, a Penn team that defensively starts 10 seniors, has shut out five of their last six opponents, including three straight shutouts. And I go, I don't know right now if Carroll offensively can score enough to beat Penn. Then again, last year, we looked at that matchup to start the sectional between those two teams. And Carroll goes on the road up to Penn, a team that had won five straight games, had kept four straight teams to seven points or less, and the Chargers beat him 35-7. to seven. So I preface that by saying, yeah, we've seen this before, but just feels like a better Penn team than a year ago and maybe not as dynamic of a Carroll team as we saw a year ago. But tomorrow night, Carroll and Warsaw will kick off sectional two. Uh, the other matchup, Penn and Elkhart in that one, looking at class 5A. And, man, I can't wait until we get to uh, back to having um, in 6A everybody playing together instead of these two, two, class, two sectionals in class 6A. The other one, Fishers comes to Homestead to take on the Spartans tomorrow night, Hamilton Southeastern at Northrop. I watched Homestead in week nine beat uh, Bishop Lures in what was a good game out at Homestead. And you look at, at what uh, Homestead will have to do in that game and uh, score points. Seriously, score points. I mean, this is a team, this is a Homestead team that I can't remember the last time they had an offense uh, that struggled as much as this one does. And, and it's, not, it's not anemic. It averages 24 points a game. We're just used to Homestead being able to put up a lot of points, and it just hasn't been able to over the course of the season, week in and week out, only scoring 10 points against Bishop Lewis in Week 9. So Fishers comes in, yeah, similar record, 6-3, and three, but it's a team that lost in overtime to HSE in Week 4. They lost to Brownsburg. That's an undefeated Brownsburg team. Westfield, a Week 8 loss. Westfield has one loss. So their 6-3 and three isn't built the same as maybe other six and threes. But you look at Homestead hosting that game tomorrow night, if they can get some bounces, go their way, get some turnovers. If Michael White can make some big throws from the quarterback spot, if Brett Fox can can have a big night on the ground, maybe Homestead can keep that close. Elsewhere, Hamilton Southeastern should roll Northrop tomorrow night. Also in Class 5A, you have Anderson heading to Snyder. Snyder's going to come out. They're going to run the football. They're going to beat up Anderson, and they should be up and should roll in that game and have a running clock in the second half. That's pretty much what we look at. Northside awaiting that Anderson and Snyder winner next week. It's that weird double bye for Northside. They drew that after Bishop DeWenger was bumped down to Class 4A. One game that I do think people are glossing over, speaking of Bishop DeWenger, DeWenger and DeKalb. DeKalb has never beaten Bishop DeWenger ever. Bishop DeWenger has to go up there coming off a a very big win last week against Wayne, a game that some people felt was the generals to take. And Bishop DeWanger did a tremendous job in, in winning that game. 
But, man, I, I look at DeKalb and I look at, at Caden Pettis has been tremendous. You look at um, you look at some of their other weapons around and, with DeKalb, and it just would not surprise me whatsoever if that game is closer than people anticipate. And I think that's a game to watch. I really, really do. I don't think this is a dominant Bishop Dwanger team by any means. Uh, Caden Hinkle is the running back for DeKalb as well. Uh, has rushed for over 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns this season as a junior. I would not be surprised whatsoever if that's a close game tomorrow night. But we got plenty to get to tonight. Once again, Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets will join us. We'll talk to Luke Amstutz, head coach of the East Noble Knights as well. And we'll break down some of the other games around the state towards the end of the hour. So plenty to get to tonight here on a sectional semifinal Thursday preview edition of the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Many of you are aware of Hoopy Insurance Services' loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopy commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility? Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmeyer is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopy Fieldhouse house is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather, like tryouts or pregame prep. Youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Field House can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just $50 an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Field House, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at hoopyfieldhouse.com. That's Hoopy, H-U-P-E, Fieldhouse Notre Dame football. Love the Irish, don't love the Irish. No matter which, admit it, you care about Notre Dame football. And there is no better way to stay up with the Irish than tuning in Saturday mornings at 10 to Fighting Irish Preview. With me, Bill Howkin, America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester of IrishIllustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10, it's the 27th season of Fighting Irish Preview on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Why? Why take a chance? Why risk a mistake? Why say something? We all have reasons why we choose to ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right, what we love. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my family. I see safe for my friends. I see safe for my students. We see safe for each other. I see safe because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. A why that unifies this community we're all a part of. So protect your everyday. Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. 
Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Many veterans in active duty military have invisible wounds like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle by providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org. Healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org. Sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. This is the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny, talking week 11 of the high school football season, sectional semifinal week throughout the state of Indiana. All six classes in action coming up this weekend. And like I said at the jump, other than the opening weekend of the season, this is my favorite Friday night of football with all six classes underway in the postseason. Talking sectional semifinals, one of the teams in action on the road tomorrow will be the Adams Central Flying Jets. They'll go to a familiar opponent and take on the Southwood Knights tomorrow night. Head coach of the Flying Jets, Coach Michael Mosier with us right now. Evening, Coach. How are you doing? We're not doing too bad, sir. Good. And you guys... Good. uh Rolling once again. I, I I haven't talked to you yet this year because I'm like, well, right. I'll talk to Coach Mosier when uh, when they have a big game coming up. I've just felt like every week I'm like, well, Adam Central looks like they're they're going to roll, but it, it looks easy from the outside. How difficult is it to make sure your guys, no matter what the ranking is, what their record is, what everybody's saying, that they're absolutely locked in every Friday night? It, it's not easy, you know. It it isn't. It, it's a difficult task. Uh, we have to keep our kids focused each week. Um, and and just keep practicing hard, uh, keep them focused on each opponent. I mean, it is really hard to to, to not say that we don't we don't look forward, uh, but we really have to work hard at keeping these kids grounded and saying, hey, it, it really is one game at a time because you know in the, in the, in the sectional, regional, so on, it, it's it's one game and done. So you better bring your A game every week, and that's always a challenge. And coach, when you're when you when you're taking care of teams, especially good teams, Heritage 38-0, South Adams 48-0, Bluffton 24 to nothing, uh, how do you approach it to where you make sure, hey, we're finding teaching moments in those games despite the dominance? Oh well, yeah, and we and we have those definitely. You know, you have to really uh, nitpick a little bit. You have to critique. Uh, you can't be satisfied with uh, with a win. We are, of course, but you, you just can't look at it that way. You have to look at things to get better because obviously this team is, is, uh, is wanting to, to go as farther, far as they can in the tournament, and to do that, you've got to be critical each week in order to pinpoint things that you're going to need down the road to get better at. And there are always weaknesses, and we have our weaknesses, and we have to work on our weaknesses and try to overcome the things that, 
that we know we're not good at and continue to work on those things so down the road we get better. One of the things that, that I've been impressed with this this year is Ryan Black did such a great job at QB1 the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got the appreciation yeah. even last year that he right. deserved. And Jack Hamilton stepping in there, and I know he's he's played the position before, but, man, he's just done a great job for you in running that offense. And is it something that, that you expected when you threw Jack in there, or is some of his uh, yeah. his play this year kind of surprised you? No, I, I don't. I am not surprised. None of us on the staff are surprised. That's the type of kid Jack is. I mean, if we did not have Ryan, uh, he would have been our starting quarterback um, last year. And, and if we didn't have him the year before, he would have. You know, he's just that type of a kid. He's, he's really good. Of course, he had to live under the shadow of, of Ryan, who was outstanding in his own right. So Jack has really stepped into his own. And and, uh, you know, he doesn't get a lot of looks primarily because we're a run-based team. But, you know, he can throw the ball, and when he does, he, he throws it well. Um, we just like to run the ball here at Adam Central, and that's just kind of the way things are. But, you know, he runs our keeper really well. He runs the offense well. He's, uh, he's probably really uh, one of the smartest quarterbacks that, that, uh, that we've had in a while. I mean, not to say that Ryan wasn't, but he just is, he just is good with the ball does a really good job with that and is careful and, and does things the right way. And he's been able to maximize the opportunities in the past game. And, and that's important yeah. with this, with this offense to, in order to keep defenses honest. And I, I can't imagine it's easy when you hand off 30 straight times and then, Hey, we need you to pass one. And, and there's right. no shaking off the rust or anything or, Oh, next play right. you'll be, he's got to execute and, and make a good throw. And he's been able to do that for you. That can't be he, easy. He, he has. It's not. It's it's not. It's not easy. It, it, it's something difficult to do. Now we do. We do believe it or not. We practice the pass quite a bit. I think <laughs> people were to come to our our practice, they're like, "What are you doing?" I mean, we do we do practice a lot because you never know when you're going to need it, you know. And and that's kind of our our philosophy. If we don't have to, we 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 won't. But there are times we know that we we need to. It it helps fine tune our run game, and we know down the road when. Uh, we play some really tough defenses. We're going to have to open it up some. So we always have to be ready, and Jack always has to be ready. And you're right. Uh, when, it's, when, it's, when it's his call, it's his number. He's got to be able to get it done. And so far, he has done a really good job with that. Defense has been dominant throughout yeah. this season. And, and what has been really the, the, the biggest reason for that? I think these kids just are tough. I, I just think they're tough kids uh, that play hard uh, and fly to the ball know how to tackle uh, they play with a little bit of an edge uh, we got some speed uh, our secondary is experienced uh, as well as I mean really all, all levels were experienced back there I think those are really the factors that have contributed to our success a lot of these guys have played uh, for two years and uh, they just they know what what to look for they um, they're coachable they uh, they know what uh, Coach Hammond is, is wanting uh, before he calls it. So, you know, it's just kind of having these coaches on the field that have just played so well together for so long. I think that's a big part of it. Coach Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. And, Coach, you get Southwood, a familiar opponent, coming up tomorrow. And yeah. what have you seen out of the Knights? I know you're familiar with them. They're familiar right. with you. But in terms of what this year's edition of the Knights uh, are and the challenges what they what they present what has stood out well, to you yeah the, the, the challenge is they're well coached you know uh, coach Snyder does an outstanding job with with getting his kids to play hard uh, you know what we see is they're aggressive uh, they get after it 
Uh, they may not have as, as many of the dynamic players that they've had in the past. They're not as, as, as big as what they've been in the past, but they do play hard. And I think, I think definitely, you know, at this point, uh, you look on paper, I think we're, we're better than they are. But again, it's, you have to you have to go in with the the right mindset that we're going to take care of business and get it done right away and play hard and execute and if we don't um, you, you can let a team get by you we we you know there's there's been examples of that in the past so we have to be prepared prepared for everything that they give to us and they don't have anything to lose and that makes it always challenging as well Coach, it's, it's easy on the outside to look and say, oh, okay, it's going to be Adam Central and yeah. Lutheran in the state championship right. again, game right. again. I know you can't afford that, but do uh-huh. you work on anything over the course of the season and maybe things you've seen over the last two Thanksgiving weekends to say, okay, these are things we need to pro- pro- we need to perfect in the regular season in the playoffs in the event that we meet Lutheran once again in the state championship? Uh, I, I think that's, that's a definite, yeah. We, we do that. Uh, we did that last year. We did that this year. It's not that we don't look, but we do know what our weaknesses are, and we know what worked and what didn't. And so we're always planning and preparing, even in practice, you know, to, to look to the future. Where it, whenever that may be, that whenever that happens, you know, you're ready for that. So we we do prepare. We do work on things. You know, we we game plan before the season and say, hey, this is this is areas where we feel we need to get better at. Uh, because when we face great teams, uh, we got to be able to beat them, and this is kind of how we feel we can do it. So we don't look ahead, uh, but we do we do prepare each week to get better at the things that we foresee that we're going to need to get better at. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Coach. Before I let you go, it just felt like I know you guys rolled through the ACAC, but but in general, it was a league that. That South Adams, once again, was good. Heritage has had a great season. Bluffton has had a great season. Does it mean a little bit more dominating this league like you did, considering how how much I feel that, that the league is is raising oh, yeah. its play? I, I do. I do think so. And, and I'm really excited about where we're going. You know, we have some great coaches in the, in the conference. Uh, we had some great teams that just really stepped it up and played hard. And, and uh, yeah, it does, it does mean a lot that our kids were able to – to, to, to be successful in a, in a field like that because they were really good teams. I mean, it may not look like it on paper, but you look at the games, uh, they were tough. We, we had to play our best game against some teams. And, you know, I know uh, Bluffton for sure really, really made a struggle. And we were up seven at halftime during that time. You know, and they, they had us a little bit on the, the run. We had to change some things to get some things done. So it's been a, a really good, good experience. And I think that the conference has really prepared us for – uh, what's to come. All right, Coach. Hey, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. I'm sure we'll catch up to you, you down the road, but good you, luck tomorrow night. You bet. All right, bye. Thank you so much. Yep, bye. That was Coach Michael Mosier of the Adams Central Flying Jets joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, yeah, you look at the the, the season, the, the, the schedule, and Adams Central has just pounded opponents. In fact, the only team that reached double digits on Adams Central – was Blackhawk Christian. And that was probably the weakest team on their schedule. Blackhawk lost every game this year against teams they played in Indiana. They beat Van Lue out of Ohio last week in their season finale. That's the only team that reached double digits. That was 10 points in week three. 51 points combined given up through 10 weeks for Adam Central. It's just been pure dominance. And I thought it was interesting 
asking Coach Mosier because the regular coaches speak when you say, well, you know, you could play Lutheran. Coaches speak, ah, we're you know, one game at a time and all that stuff, which is fine. But at the same time, you look at Adam Central that potentially could meet Lutheran for the third straight year in the state championship game. And you have and you got to look at it and be like, you have to work on some things during the course of the season to put you in a better situation, a better position to potentially have success against Lutheran come the state championship game. And Coach Mosier said, yeah, absolutely. We, we have to look at that. We're not overlooking South Adams or Southern Wells or Woodland or Blackhawk Christian or Jay County. But at the same time, we have to work on things that we need to work on so we're at our absolute best against a team like Luther, depending on what they do. And absolutely, it's on the mind of Adam Central. Absolutely, it goes out and says, yeah, we got to focus on Friday, but we also got to focus on how Friday is going to help us around Thanksgiving. And that's the mindset you have to have, particularly when you're looking up at a team that once again is absolutely elite at the 1A level in Lutheran. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some 4A football with Luke Amstutz, head coach of the East Noble Knights. After this, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. This is amazing stuff. Hey, it's Caleb Hatch. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life with no downtime and no surgery. Listen, life is about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals, because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. 
Many of you are aware of Hoopy Insurance Service's loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopy commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility? Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmeyer is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopy Fieldhouse is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather like tryouts or pregame prep. Youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just $50 an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at hoopyfieldhouse.com. That's hoopy, H-U-P-E, fieldhouse.com. Same big money on your automotive needs with 11% off everything. Rainex Silicone Supreme Wiper Blades are proven to last two times longer than your traditional blade. While its climate defense technology is built to stand up against all types of severe weather conditions. Right now, Rainex Silicone Supreme Wiper Blades are just $19.99 each after an 11% rebate at Menards. Good through October 29th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. You are listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Kenny. We're here till 7 o'clock talking area high school football coming up later tonight, Thursday night football. It'll be Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Pre-game show starts at 7.30. Kick off a little... About 8.15 or so to kick off week eight of the NFL season tonight right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Thursday night football, Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Tomorrow night, it will be the game 1380 game of the week tomorrow night, Eastside and Bishop Lures, as those two teams meet for the fifth consecutive season in the postseason. And you'll be able to hear that action tomorrow night. Brett Rump, Shannon Griffith on the call, 7 o'clock kickoff at Lures Field between the Knights and the Eastside Blazers. Another big one coming up tomorrow night. It's a battle of any eight teams. Second time around this season. It went well last week for East Noble against a conference foe. We'll see if it can happen once again tomorrow night. East Noble and Leo head coach of the Knights, Coach Luke Amstutz. Evening, Coach. Hey, how we doing? Not bad, buddy. And wanted to look back and, and look at that game last week. And it was a close game in the first half. It was 7-0 after one. It was 14-0 in halftime. What was the key for you guys to break that game open and may really make it a, a game running away in the second half? Well, I thought that, um, you know, we were in a situation where uh, they had to make a decision to maybe play a few kids both ways a little more than they would have liked in order to uh, stay pretty physical on defense. And, and we have a little bit more uh, maybe depth in that way with not as many kids and, and two or three running backs. And as we, really just kind of started to wear them down with, you know, some, a physical running game and, and uh, you know, playing fast and physical on the defense and um, made a couple plays on special teams, nice return, uh, um, some plays in the, on, on, in the punt game and, and uh, you know, didn't turn the ball over and just kind of started rolling. Are there certain things you were able to take out of week eight and said, okay, this could be applied to the rematch in the playoffs? Um, for sure. I, I think that, Anytime you play somebody for a, a second time, you're really looking at 
you know, how's the team going to adjust and change a little bit, you know, take away something you did well. And, um, you know, I, I think that New Haven had some things they, they were trying to do a little bit, but um, when it all came down to it, uh, you know, we, we, we just have, we had a lot of balance and, you know, our matchup with them was, was such that, you know, we could kind of run the ball both sides of the field. We could, you know, get some, get some things down the field in the passing game and, and they kind of had to choose what they're going to take away. And, and we were able to execute some of those other things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just proud of our kids for, you know, taking those adjustments in and, and executing them and, and, uh, you know, defensively, really, we just kind of kept smiling and, and uh, Johnny Washington in front of us and came up and tackled well. And, you know, eventually they made some mistakes. If you uh, don't give them any explosive plays, they, they struggled to move the ball down the field. Coach, you made a concerted effort last year to say, okay, we're going to we're gonna put some guys out there that, that maybe are younger and maybe they're, they're not quite ready yet, but they're going to learn under fire. H- have you seen that pay off, pay dividends this season? For, oh, 100%. And if not something I like to do or, or, you know, have done much of in my career, we, we, we feel like we've always got, you know, a nice group of seniors that really want to, uh, you know, have a great senior season. We just kind of had a small group last year of seniors. and uh, But we, what we did have was a, a bunch of good sophomores. And uh, we, we played those kids and took some lumps. You know, we, we uh, and we remembered some of those lumps. You know, we, we, we remembered, uh, you know, Columbia City and Norwell and New Haven running away from some games against us last year. And, um, you know, we were bound and determined to not let that stuff happen again. And, and uh, this year our, our kids, you know, really played played well and played physical in those games and, um, you know, especially in the fourth quarter of some of those games. Coach Luke Amstutz, East Noble Knights, joining us this evening on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Coach, wanted to ask you about one of your seniors, a multi-year starter at QB1 in Xander Brazel. And he's, he's never been like a flashy guy and putting up gaudy stat, stats, but my gosh, he's been the dude that you needed when you needed this season to make some throws and make some plays. And he's been able to do that. He's been able to, to protect the ball a lot better this year as well. How important has the play of your QB1 been to this season's success? Uh, he, he's been fantastic. And, and I kind of equate it to, you know, if you watch the NFL a lot and, you know, a team drafts or trades for a really great quarterback, uh, and how many how many really good quarterbacks have went through their career with maybe, uh, you know, the wrong coach or, or a bad team around them or a terrible offensive line or, or whatever it might be, and they never reach their full potential. And, you know, you look at last year and, and you could say that, you know, Xander starts as a sophomore, had a solid year, and then last year as a junior, you know, we, we were, we were young around him. You know, we didn't have a great offensive line. We, we weren't, we played sophomores at receivers. We didn't have guys getting open. He's holding on to the ball more, causing turnovers. And you know, that, that, uh, there's snowballs and, and you come in this year and you got one of the better offensive lines in the area probably. And, and, uh, receivers that are grown up a little bit, a solid running game. And, you know, all of a sudden he looks, you know, like the man and, and it just shows you, uh, how, how much of a, a team sport football really is and how much all, all the things matter that, you know, the coaching, the, the, the protection, the, the players around you, you, you know, you just have, everything's got to be in sync with each other. And, um, you know, we're definitely able to find a little more of that this year. How important has it been for that receiving core? You had Keegan Corbin coming back and a bunch of guys that we looked at and said, man, they, we haven't played much varsity action, but guys like Mason, Tre- Mason Treesh and, and, uh, and Landon Swagger and Alex Brennan, they, they've all stepped up at key times this year. Really have. I, I think, when teams come to play us, they, you know, we're sometimes a little surprised. We'll see, uh, you know, a team's best DB, you know, on Keegan in one game and then maybe on Landon in the next game or, or maybe over Mason in the next game. It, 
And, it, you know, we've had different kids have big games on different nights just because, you know, they've all got some pretty good ability. You know, certainly we don't have a, a guy like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Brock Schott or Mylon Graham, but we've got a whole bunch of kids that can play and, and make some plays, and they've all had opportunities, and they've, they've been solid, caught the ball, and made some, made some great plays for us. Coach, looking at the defensive side of the football, and it's been a mix of, of experience and a really talented junior class, too. I know you threw Dylan Krell out there last year as a guy that you felt was ready as a sophomore, so, but some other juniors have really been big pieces this year. Yeah, um, I, I think a name that maybe not enough people talk about uh, in that class is, is Logan Hatton. He plays boundary safety for us, and um, he's actually our, our either leading or second leading tackler this year from the safety position, and he's got two defensive touchdowns. He's leading team interceptions. He's a fantastic talent. Um, you know, and, and you know, we have, we do have a couple seniors on that defense too. Connor Lines is one of the best players in the area. I mean, the, the kid, he's a defensive end linebacker type and he can really play. And, um, but we got juniors all over the place. Jake Ramey's been great this year and Pace AG at the other defensive end. And, you know, I, I think our big difference defensively this year has been our ability to, you know, defend the pass. We, last year, we felt like we, we played the run well, but then we get into third and 10 and, just couldn't get people off the field and let up a lot of big plays. And this year, um, you know, those guys have been just a lot more solid in the passing game. We get a little better pass rush, and, and we're certainly defending the pass a lot better than we have. You did, definitely did uh, did that in week five in the 14-7 to loss to Leo, a low-scoring game. Do you expect more of the same tomorrow night? Do you look at your offense and say, man, we're going to have to score more? Or do you look at your defense and say, man, can we play as well as we did week five? How do you approach round two with the Lions? You know, if we play as well as we did in that game defensively, I'll be excited. I'll think we'll have a great chance to win the game. You can hold a, a, a good team to 14 points. You, you should win most of those games. But, you know, in that game and, and Leo's defense has been lights out all year. I think, you know, us and them definitely had the two best defenses in the conference this year. And I think they're only letting up 13 points a game on average. And, you know, some of that's maybe even garbage time. And, and uh, you know, Brock shot at Leo number nine. Uh, he, I know that everybody talks about him as a tight end. Um, I think he's maybe one of the most, the absolute most talented defensive players that I've ever seen on a high school football field in person. Uh, and I, you know, I was in the old NHC playing against, you know, coaching against Tranquil, and you know, I, I was around for Chandler Harnish, and and uh, you know, back in the Homestead days, I've seen Ben Skronik on the field, and I mean, this Rockshot kid can really play, and and. Uh, he, he takes the whole half of the field and basically locks it down and, and uh, makes it tough in the passing game because he gets such a good pass rush. So, you know, offensively, we're really going to have to, you know, keep tabs on where he's at, and, and uh, we're going to have to execute some things really well because they don't give you a lot of room for error. When you look at this matchup overall, and you guys are familiar with them, they're familiar with you, how much, without giving anything away, obviously, how much do you, do you try to mix in other things? Do what you just stay with what work what you guys know is is that a delicate balance saying do i have to change a lot of things or just change a little things is how do you approach it playing a team the second time around especially when it was so close the first time well you know we we play leo twice a year that's just how it is we might as well consider it part of the schedule we've played every year since 2018 twice a year uh which is, is insane if you think about it you know you, you whether you it's a draw that puts you there or you both get to the sectional championship um, you know, it's, 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 it's unbelievable that we've played each other as many times as we have and, uh, several times in the first round. And, and, uh, and I think football, like you said, is a, 
is, is a game where you have to be able to bring in a little bit of a new thing. You know, we played New Haven last week. We we, we kind of brought in a heavy formation that they hadn't seen, and it was something that they weren't ready to adjust to. And I think if you go into a game, a big game especially, without a little something new, you know, they, they, uh, they came into our first game doing something that we hadn't really seen or they hadn't tried against us much defensively and gave us some fits and took us two quarters to, you know, adjust and get something going. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to do that again, I think. Uh, their defensive coordinator over there does a fantastic job with mixing things up. They got some great kids, uh, you know, uh, in the back end garden people, and and uh, you know both teams are going to have to bring in a little something new to, you know, break open a big play. And I, I really think, and I've talked about it to our kids, that special teams is going to be, you know, a big key in this game. In the first game, you know, we we got behind in the special teams yardage. They they punted really well. We didn't. Uh, they played kind of on our side of the field a lot of the game, and and uh, that kind of led to us having to go 80 to tie it at the end and couldn't quite, we only got about, you know, 75. So just the way it goes, uh, you know, these, these have been great games with Leo every time we play him and um, I'd expect nothing less tomorrow night. Looking forward to uh, another showdown between the Knights and the Lions tomorrow night. Coach, I appreciate the time. Good luck tomorrow night. Hey, thanks a lot. That was Coach Luke Amstutz, East Noble Knights, joining us here, his team. They have dropped five straight games to the Leo Lions. That's the longest streak either way in this series' history. And we'll see if East Noble can end that drought tomorrow night. As Coach said, it's become automatic that these two teams play. Leo won them both. Year before, Leo won them both. Year before that was the season where Leo beat East Noble 24 to nothing in week five, and then Leo came back and shut out, or excuse me, East Noble came back and shut out Leo 10 nothing on the road in the sectional championship game in 2020. So these two teams have history, but Leo has the edge recently with five straight dubs. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll talk to Sam Frick, Super Sam, of OutsideTheHuddle.net and also Summit City Sports, break down some of these matchups coming up this week. We'll talk to you here after the break here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Many of you are aware of Hoopy Insurance Service's loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopy commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility? Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmeyer is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopy Fieldhouse is available just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather like tryouts or pregame prep. Youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just $50 an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at hoopyfieldhouse.com. That's hoopy, H-U-P-E, fieldhouse.com. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. And Greg and the team at Honest Abe Roofing have an early holiday gift for you. Sign up for a new Honest Abe Roof now in 2023. Have it installed in 2024 and make no payments until 2025 for qualified buyers. Face it, prices continue to climb with everything from interest rates to material costs. Speak the price hikes and lock in current rates and pricing now. Call 286-ROOF and schedule your appointment. Honest Abe Roofing, Northeast Indiana's premier roofer. Call now, 286-ROOF. 
Need quick cash? Look no further than Premier Auto Pond for financial relief. At Premier Auto Pond, they understand that life can throw you curveballs. Whether it's medical bills, legal needs, or paying off that sports bet. Turn your car, truck, motorcycle, mower, ATV, trailer, or boat into cash within minutes. The process is simple, transparent, and designed to get you the money you need quick. Don't let financial stress wear you down. Visit Premier Auto Pond today, 918 South Anthony Boulevard. Visit PremierAutoPond.com. Turn your vehicle into quick cash and regain control of your financial future with Premier Auto Pond. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When Dad injured his back. When your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain. And you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful, pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Card collectors and trading card enthusiasts win a Steve Reiserman graded rookie card prize package. Now from Midwest Box Breaks and 1380 The Fan, text Steve to 46862 right now to get registered. That's Steve to 46862 or sign up online at 1380thefan.com. Get your Indy Racing Fix. It's new track record with Caleb Hatch and Justin Kenny. Listen Saturdays at 8 a.m. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the latest episode now on the 1380 The Fan app or at 1380thefan.com. Welcome back to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show. Justin Kenny here till. 7 o'clock, we'll make way to National Fox Sports Radio for a bit. Then we'll go to Thursday night football pregame show starting about 7.30. Tampa Bay, Buffalo tonight, Thursday night football kicking off week 8 of the NFL season. Meanwhile, we're talking week 11 of the high school football season, sectional semifinal week. Joining us right now, Mr. Sam Frick, Super Sam from OutsideTheHuddle.net and Summit City Sports, etc., etc. Evening, Sam. Hey, Justin, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing great here, buddy. And I uh, wanted to ask you about some of the matchups we got coming up tomorrow night. I think one game that, that maybe a lot of people uh, around this area are unfamiliar with, they're not recognizing West Noble and Knox Battle of Undefeateds. And I know you had your eye on that Mishawaka-Marion-West Noble game last week that was pretty crazy. And this is a battle of undefeateds, 10-0 and and 10-0. and What should we expect? What's going to be the keys in this one if the Chargers are going to emerge with a victory. Well, first off, uh, being prepared on time is going to be very important, especially if you make that long drive to Knox, you know, different time zone and whatnot. Knox is undefeated. They run that triple option, and, you know, their slot back, Miles McLaughlin, he is their go-to player. He he is the straw that serves the drink here. And, you know, he holds the season record for touchdowns and Knox. He is the all-time leader, leader in rushing yards as a sophomore, no less than Knox. And they're big up front. They, they run a lot. And, you know, Rush Reckie's got that re- that has that reputation to win the playoffs. If West Noble's going to beat Knott's, they're going to have to tackle well. They're going to have to take care of the football because otherwise Knott's going to run the run out the scoreboard and Knott's could end up 
taking down the West Noble Chargers. But I think West Noble has the offense and the talent around them to compete with nuts on paper. Were you impressed with how Drew Yates was able to sling the ball around last week? I mean, this is a run-first team. Drew's shown some signs over the course of the season, but he was tremendous for West Noble last week. You know, I'm just impressed by the resilience, being down 14 points in the third quarter and still kept that same energy. You know, you know, the, you know, Mary run that box and they contained Seth Fruits to less than 30 yards. That was the first time in Seth Fruits' career that West Noble won a game where he ran for less than 50 yards rushing. That is impressive for West Noble. You know, Drew Yates, he just found the ball. He's, he's put the ball across the field, finding guys everywhere. Braden Bart was awesome, as Mayhorn alluded to. You know, Yates was just in his zone. He was just he, he, he just had that swagger about it, and the team trusted him the way through, and they made big play after big play. Drew Yates was a big reason why they kicked that field goal late in the game to seal it. Sam Frick joining us here talking area high school football. And Sam wanted to ask you about Garrett and Heritage. This is two teams. Garrett has been like slowly and, and maybe out of the limelight, been pretty solid this year, particularly defensively with the young group. Heritage just keeps grinding. There's nothing flashy about them. You just go out and execute. They only have one loss of the course of the season. Between the Railroaders and the Patriots tomorrow, what are the keys? Well, I think the big thing with Garrett is they're going to have to move the chains. That's one of the, that's been their biggest inconsistency all year long. They have a great defense. They can get after the quarterback. They run a they run a system that can slow milk the clock down and and put pressure on the front line. But their biggest issue all year is getting first downs. If Calder Hefty can get get some throws to Skelly and to Cheney, if if Cam Rubel, the power back, can do his thing on the ground. If they can take care of the football, they're to hang around, but they're going to have to go off to a good start. They can't fall behind against this Heritage team. And one thing that Heritage is known for, they got they have guys stepping up on special teams, guys stepping up on defense. And, you know, it's not just Kobe Meyer anymore. So now Garrett's going to have to make sure they play smart, blue-collar Garrett football. Looking at Class 4A, Sam, and Columbia City, they lost four straight games prior to last week's game. At Huntington North, a 27-7 win. They have undefeated Mississinawa coming in to Columbia City tomorrow night. It's a prolific offense for Kyle Burrish and the Indians. The Columbia City have what it takes to hand the Indians their first loss of the year. Oh, I think they do. I think if, if Nolan Water, the quarterback, and their big-time wide receiver, Deacon Dills, can, get, can, can establish their thing in the passing game, I think Columbia City is going to have themselves a ball game here. But I will say this, though. Columbia City can take care of the football. They can can block well and, you know, get Stratton forward and, you know, in, involved in several key situations here. Columbia City can hang around this game. I think the, I think being at Columbia City matters in this type of matchup. It's a long, it's a long road trip for Mississippi, but the Indians are definitely not going to be a pushover in this second-round matchup. They are 10-0 and CIC champions for a reason. Another CIC team that's taking on an area team tomorrow night, Eastbrook and Bluffton. Eastbrook's that traditional power in the CIC. Everybody knows what they want to do. They want to establish the run, play tough defense. Bluffton was able to beat them last year in the playoffs, Sam. Can they make it two for two this year? I think it's very doable, Justin, because Bluffton's defense has been consistent all season long. They're getting after the quarterback. They're frustrating opposing teams. They're not letting them, you know, do the things they do best, and they do the same thing as Alexandria, a team that's got prolific offense, held them to less, held them to three rushing yards in that game total. Tucker Jenkins with three rushing touchdowns, over 100 yards rushing. If they can get, if they can pound the football, if Jenkins Moore can do their thing, and Benincourt take, you know, uses that senior leadership as a quarterback, Bluffton's defense can definitely contain that um, flexible offense that Eastbrook runs. Now, keep on a guy by the name of Howell and Angle. 
The two running backs for Eastbrook, Angles are power back. Hauser is kind of their quarterback and a running back that has a lot more speed. Lofton's going to have to tackle much better, you know, it, it, than they did in the first half against Alexandria if they want to have a chance to extend it to two in a row against the Eastbrook Panthers. Are we overlooking the matchup between Dwanger and DeKalb? DeKalb has never beaten Bishop Dwanger, ever. But do the Barons have a chance in this one? I think they have a fighting chance. I think they have an offensive line that blocks extremely well, led by Wyatt Birch. You know, they got a running back in Kenny Hinkle. That's one of the best running backs in the area. I think their defense has gotten better. The big thing is, is there's a lot of uncertainty at quarterback. Um, you know, whether it's Aiden Lytle, you know, I don't know how healthy he is. Well, Weber's been used at times. I know they trust Will Weber, but you're going up against Bishop Wainer. I don't know how well that goes here, but if they can utilize the run and get the athletes involved into Kelb, I think it's a doable uh, performance against Bishop Wainer, but I just think at the end of the day, I think Wainer's athleticism might be a little too much. Sam, before we let you go, everybody's centered on Adam Central as the team in the area, the the alpha, so to speak, in terms of making it potentially to the state championship weekend over Thanksgiving. Is there another team that you feel as we prep for sectional semifinal Friday that you're keeping an eye on to say this could be that potential second team in the area of this, maybe the second best opportunity to get to state? Does anybody stand out to you? Oh, it's really tough to say for certain. I mean, I, I think Snyder in 5A has a shot, not to get too far out of lane here, but I would say 2A, I think Bishop Lures definitely has a chance to get to the state finals, you know, especially if they, you know, if they can get past regionals. Because I, I think if Lures can get past sections first and foremost and then get to and, and win that regional, I think there's an opportunity for Bishop Lures to get to the state finals. I think 2A is very wide open this year, and, we talk, and I talked last night, you know, that Trine Central could be very well be in that state finals as well, like we don't know exactly who is going to be Lucas Oil State in Class Two. That's what's so nice about this postseason in this particular class. All right, Sam. For those that want to continue to follow your writings and musings of high school football, where can they find you? Um, around the northeast corner, um, it's on. It's posted on Facebook. It's on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Sam the Man Frick. I also have around the northeast corner uh, Twitter handle as well. Um, just follow me. Interact with me, talk sports. I don't care. I, I, I would love to talk to you. But let's have a, let's have a good week of, of postseason football. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Sam, I appreciate the time, buddy. We'll catch up with you, okay? Yep, you too. All right, that was Sam Frick joining us. He uh, helps out at OutsideTheHuddle.net. He helps out with Summit City Sports, handles his own stuff around the Northeast Corner Conference, et cetera. You can find him online on the Twitter machine at SamTheManFrick. And that's going to about do it for us this evening. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And it was uh, a good night of football, talking about football. We had a Coach Michael Mosier, Adam Central Fine Jets, Coach Luke Amstutz as well. Coming up tomorrow night, we have the Parkview Sports Medicine High School Football Tailgate pregame show at 6 o'clock. That will be live from the campus of Bishop Lewis High School. It will lead into the Eastside Blazers and the Bishop Lewis Knights. Fifth time in five years, those two teams meeting in the postseason. It'll be followed by the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show from the New Haven Pizza Hut from about 9.30 through 11 o'clock to get you updated on all the happenings around the area in sectional semifinal week 11 action. That's going to do it for us, everybody. We'll be back next Thursday. We'll talk sectional championship matchups. Maybe even mix in some basketball. Girls basketball is starting pretty soon. 
So we'll see what we have going on next week. Is it all football? We dabble in some basketball. We'll see. But everybody, appreciate you tuning in tonight. This has been the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to SAMHS. Podcasts by Federated Media.